At what point do you get involved in the actual drug operation? Well, I never did drug drug trafficking. You never never involved in any of that? Never, never. Because you're not going to believe this. Well, because no, because you know? authorities don't believe yeah. this. But my, the last shipment that my father sent was in 96. He sent 100 kilos to Houston and some toxic toxic uh, uh, chemicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they say that he was sending 150. A guy who sent three tons, uh, 1,500 tons of cocaine was sending 150 kilos. So that's, that's something doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. You see, but you know, and it's understandable. I'm, I'm not judging nobody. So the authorities want to hear what somebody wants to say, and if that that's what they want to say, so they go for it. So, but you, but I know during your session with Murph uh, at the conference, you also mentioned that you were handling a lot of the corruption and a lot of the bribery. At what point did that start? My father is captured on uh, August 5 or 6 of, uh, of 95. Four, 95? Yeah. Five, uh, six, 6 of August of 95. So I'm a lawyer, so I can go to prison wherever I want, you know, to see mm-hmm. that. So so he calls me and says, hey, so he, he was captured on Sunday. And he, he called me like Monday and told me, hey, son, I need to talk to you. So... Now, when you go in as a lawyer, though, I don't know the way it is in Colombia. So tell us, do they, uh, because there is an absolute uh, prohibition. If you're a lawyer meeting with a client, they can't record it. They can't videotape it. You have to have absolute privacy between yeah, we you did. and your client. I, I sit with my uncle and my dad in, in a meeting, and then my father talked that day. That, that I was like, you know, why my uncle is not talking? My my, my daughter told me, hey, son, uh, I know I always have you a part of this, but I'm gonna need you to help me in something. And I say, what do you need, my dad? Tell me, I need you to help me in my defense. And they're gonna be, because we knew what's, what's coming, you know, what I told you in the interview we did over there, that we knew you guys wanted to, the American government wanted to put three or four great projects against drug trafficking. We already knew what our informants that we had in, in Congress and all that. That's, and then the government, that, that's what's going to happen. So he told me, I, I'm going to need you for this. And I'll say, okay, Dad, if you need me. No, he said something that that's only in, in cyclo, when cyclism, how do you say, cycle, cycling? Mm-hmm. You have to put the yellow shirt on. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to put the yellow shirt on. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happened? And then I start, no, every day is a beginning. And so I started, you know, this trying to help the guy, and I, and I became a, a very important part of the of the puzzle for them because I was, you know, meeting with important senators, and I became the lowest of the cartel calling. How did your conversations go with them? Because they obviously know who you are. They know who your father is. They know what he's involved in. They know about the Cali cartel. When you approach them, are they thinking that you're coming? It's like the way Pablo used to say, you know, plato y plomo, right? Silver, you know, or lead. Were they concerned about that, or were they more looking for like, oh, we know that you're going to bribe us, so they set the conditions to yeah, to they get wanted money. money because they knew we were not we were not going to kill them because that was not the way we operated. So they wanted money, they wanted silver. Mm-hmm. And, and talk about that a little bit, your philosophy, because Pablo was killing everybody. I mean, he was blowing up everything. Um, he was killing police officers. What was the philosophy of the 
Cali cartel around that. I believe we made a mistake. We believe that our problem was legally, and and our problem was political. So we were bribing people, trying to get those those projects. You know, try to stop those projects, and and believe we didn't understand what's happening. Somebody one day told me, and, and I said, this guy is crazy. A politician that I, I knew there, in those days, they helped me a lot. I'm not gonna say the num- the name because he's my uh, he. I believe he's my friend. I don't know if I'm his friend. He believes I'm his friend. Nagali, I sit down because I used to live in, in, in Bogota in an apartment. I was in the third floor and he lived in the fifth, fifth floor. So mm-hmm. we used to go out and have some drinks talking. So he told me, you're, you're confused. Your problem is not legally. You're not going to win anything. And I said, this guy is crazy. What he's talking about? But he, he had the truth. We had, we had to think politics way. Because our, our problem was not legally. Because it was had, political. Yeah, it was political. Total political. And that was Pablo's fight, too. It was political. It was around, also around you know, the extradition. Yeah, but, but because Pablo uh, pressured a lot in those parts. Really, really, and, and the authorities know that. Kaczerowski, the guy who brought us down, he knew that my father was the guy who was doing the legal things. Right. And when, when that happened, extradition, my father... That senator called me, hey, Miguel, do you think this is the way it should be? My father was investing a lot of money in, 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 that, in that moment. It was 91 when, when we built a new constitution in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's when they, so as long as extradition was outlawed, everything was okay. But the minute you could extradite people to the United States... That was one of the fundamental changes. Yeah, the first week I got to Columbia is when they enacted the new constitution, which outlawed extradition, and then three days later, Pablo surrendered that first week. Yeah, and, and you know what this guy did? This guy's a, a maniac. maniac. They, that day, they won. We won. Extradition was not prohibited for Colombia. He put a bomb in Congress. You Pablo did? That? He did. He put a bomb. I don't remember yeah. that. Look at that. He put a bomb. So people will remind if if they put if they the, wanted to change their mind they're they gonna be, be reminded. Yeah. He did it. He put a bomb nearby. But wow. you know what Murph says? Murph comes comes into country. He comes into Bogota three days later. Pablo surrenders. He takes personal credit that his appearance in the country made Pablo surrender. Hey. Yeah, See so if I came, came in, I believe that. If yeah. I came after you, you'd have been jail longer. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> See, but let me let me take a quick divergence. This is kind of funny in an in ironic way because here we are sitting. I mean, let, let's be honest for a second, William. Your organization, while it didn't go after the government because you said you didn't want to go after the state, but people were killed, people died, right? Um, even though you might have been involved in the corruption, you knew people who were in charge of killing other people. And people are going to go, how can we, guys who were on one side of the law, talk to somebody who was on the other side of the law? And I think it's one of the things that you have to get to as a point when you're an adult to say, look, um, and we're going to get into your sentence and doing your time. We, we talked to George Young. We got George Young's last interview before he passed away, before he died. Mm-hmm. And who's your, Sorry, I don't know who George, George Young was. Uh, do you remember the movie Blow with Johnny Depp? Yeah, Dunn? Blow, Blow. That's George Young. Okay. He was Pablo's business partner. He was the one. He was responsible at one time for bringing, what was it, Steve, 80% of all cocaine? Yeah, I forget. It was, it was outrageous. It, George was importing 80% of all the cocaine into the United States. He was... Before, even before you guys were doing a lot of stuff in New York, he had Miami and he had L.A. Yeah, but remember, we were first in Pablo. Yeah. We started the business first in right. Pablo. Pablo started in 
76. We started in 73. 73, right. But <laughs> we should have put them priorities yeah. to the problem. No, no, because we were we were uh, we were better boys. Yeah, yeah good least, boys. Yeah, Pablo's holy cow. No, no, his, no. His bombing no, campaign was outrageous. No, no, it's it's not about being good or bad. It's, you you you're right. What you're saying, you know, because sometimes you well, lose it. We have it. to be able to have an adult discussion about history without getting into. It's not an us versus them at this point. You've done your time. You're a free man, you know. Uh, you owe, you owe no obligation to the United States anymore. Right. You're done, right? So, but I think it's important for people listening to this to understand the context, what was going on at the time, and, and what I'm very interested in is how you thought about how you thought about things, right? Um, you went from being, I mean, think about this. You were you went to law school. You had a master's degree. You had an MBA. You were very educated. You had a very successful law practice. But then what happens is people say, how do you gain weight? It's not like you eat a hamburger and the next day you weigh 50 pounds more. It's increments. It's a little slice. It's a little bit here. It's hard to see the change day to day. But over time, in six, to your point, in six months, you went from being a lawyer with successful practice to now being pretty much up to your eyes in the Cali cartel. A boss in the street. What's that? A boss in the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A boss on the street. Yeah, because what I told you before, when after we were convinced that we were doing the the right thing, right from from the right thing in terms of what family business, okay, but the family business, you know, to protect our family, where we're doing the right stuff, and 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 I was wrong, believing that because that was an illusion that they sell me, and then I found out that 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 was it wasn't that way because you know because in the end. When we finished this story, and I'm running, I found out that they were, they, they sell me uh, something that was not true. And found out his his father and uncle. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a betrayal. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it because you talked about August 6, ninety five. That's when your father's captured, right? Yes. So what happens after that? How do you step up into the organization? Well, I become the man. I, I start, you know, bribing a lot of people. I, uh, you know. I have something that maybe nobody believes, you know, and that's crazy. But I was, I lost my mind, you know. I know how can a man do this. I went to Congress with a bag full of, let's say, like half a million dollars, and I and I sit in a in an office at a center, and I'm, okay, Mr. Mer- uh, Steve, come on, okay, what are we gonna do? Okay, da, da, okay, I'm gonna give you twenty thousand dollars inside of Congress. Doing this in Bogota. In Bogota, that's crazy. I, I, I uh, you know, I lost all proportion of uh, everything. Reality, reality. That you know, it's crazy because I, I didn't fear anything because I, I believe I was untouchable because that they sell this to us. You know that I can do anything, and I was, you know, I would, I never be, nobody was gonna touch me. But did not, did not the takedown of Pablo Escobar teach you a lesson that nobody is untouchable? But my, my father believed he killed Escobar so he can do anything he wanted. And remember, he beat the rap, or your uncle beat the rap over in Spain, Spain. right? No, my uncle and my father beat them because, you know, it, because in the end... They bribed their way out of that. Yeah, b- in the end, everybody saw this guy was the chief, Gilberto, but in the end, this guy was was the, the mm-hmm. man, my father, from 84. And what, what, uh, what William Stone is pointing at his book, which we talked about too, Son of the Cali Cartel, um, and it says the truth 
untold by Netflix. No, 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 please don't tell that to Steve. Yeah, he'll get, he'll get <laughs> mad, and I don't want to. He already know. knew that. <laughs> hey, I was going to ask you he on understands. the book. It says William Rodriguez Abadia. 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 What is Abadia? Abadia in in Spain is a, a church. Okay. That's that's my last name. My my mother's last name. And see, that's the thing I want people to understand that in 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 uh, your culture, Spanish culture, Mexican culture, it's the paternal name followed by the maternal name, right? Yeah. Why is there not a hyphen in there? A what? A hyphen. You know, like uh, Rodriguez hyphen, you know, the dash, Abadia. No, because that that's the way I'm known. William, that's my my name, William okay. Rodriguez Abadia. So, Abadia. Abadia, that's, that's my father's name and my, and mother's my, name. And my mother's name. What's your middle name? I don't have. No middle Same name? God. <laughs> you mean William, William what? what, what William what? what? Yeah. be a middle name for William. Well, but th- that's interesting, though, is that you are uh, Colombian, but your name is William. My mother. Not Guillermo. Yeah. No, my mother was a... Uh, uh, she liked the English dynasty. Yeah. So she put me William. They, they, they wanted... My father wanted to put me Carlos Alberto because Carlos... Is my grandfather's name? Okay. But my my mother said no. You have never in the life. He's gonna his name is gonna be William. <laughs> that's un, that's that's unusual. Yeah. Yeah. No, my mother was my mother was in charge. Yeah. Not in charge. She was a very she was a a, a big character. You say character. Character. You say that. Sometimes I lose my English, my Spanish English. <laughs> Spanglish. Spanglish. And. She had a lot of, you know... She had a lot of authority. She was like the matriarch of the family or the... No, she wasn't, well, but she was, she was very strong. strong. She was yeah. very strong. And, right. and when she says something, she didn't care. Right. With my father, my uncle, she didn't care. So, interesting. Let's talk about that. At this point now, when this is all going on, what's your relationship with your mother? You know... Very she knows what's going on, right? She knows. Oh, she knows, but... Yeah. No, she, she, does, she doesn't know because we come... Remember, we come over here... And then we go back, and then she finds out some stuff. But in the end, I, I wanted to, unfortunately, because it was a great mistake that I did with my mother. You know, I judged her what, what, because she done brought me here, and she took my father away. So I wanted to teach her a lesson. So I went to live with somebody else. Hmm. So it's, it's sad, but in the end, you know, she hurt me a lot because my father was very important to me. So, but at this point, were you talking with your mother? Yeah, I talked to her, but I decided to go and live with, with my my aunt. No, I met at this point in in ninety five. Yeah, no, I, I was I was I was you know I was taking care of my mother in those okay. days. You know, I was giving her what she needed. So let's talk about now. You're walking the halls of Congress. You're handing out cash. You believe you're not going to get touched, not arrested. What happens? Pues you start you start to lose. Reality, right? I, I judge my father, but in the end, I was I, I, I was transforming in him. Mm-hmm. So it's something like you know, it's crazy. And now I'm sitting in the same table of these two guys, no? Because you know, it, it, it's because in the end, yeah, we sit in the same table, but they were in charge. So, but now I'm I'm, I'm there. You know, I'm, I'm I'm my my point of view. They accepted because they needed me. They needed him in the street. You know, I'm I'm the guy who's out there talking with everybody, and and I know what's going on. So the guys respect me. How did that feed your ego? Because you went from being a lawyer over here handling all this stuff to now you are 
in his fact the de facto yeah, on the man on the man on the man and and my ego was out the window out the window because you know I could say to Gilberto no that's not the way I could say to Miguel Rodriguez no it's this way so it's crazy yeah you know, and so in in a year now I have the power but you also have the power too you said you never did it so we take it your word but it's like but the power of of life and death is one of the most intoxicating things you know it's like with Pablo, he could just, I mean, Steve, you're telling this too. Somebody thought he, if he thought somebody's stealing from him, that's all he needed. Mm-hmm. His belief, he'd have him killed. Yep. I didn't, I mean, it didn't even take that much. Yeah. He just, if he had a suspicion, especially if he thought you were a snitch. Well, and it you wasn't know, just that, a murder, that's what I told you. Sorry. I could, I, I had Salcedo's life in my hand. Yeah. And I didn't permit to him to be Why killed. Not? I don't know. I don't. You had the power. Yeah, I could have done it. Maybe it'd be the the worst decision in my life. Maybe the best one. I don't know. Maybe I never got indicted if I killed him. But I don't know. I didn't. I didn't feel like you know because it was not my my part in this in this organization. My part was corruption. My part was what I knew. You know, there was the law, and and that was my role, and okay. and I accepted because that they I my father didn't have me for being a hitman. You know, he had right. me for for this other, and and I believe that that's more power when when you can sit with with a with a senator and 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 that guy does whatever you want him to do. I believe that's that's a lot of power in there. In mm-hmm. there. Yeah, in a way, that's more powerful than saying, okay, somebody's killed, but whoever's killed, it's like Pablo would have some low level gardener, you know, or somebody killed, right? But the ability to own, in a sense, a senator, a judge. Right. You know, and once you've got them first time, you've got them forever. You got them. Yeah, I got them forever. You know, um, so what was? How did you? Let, let's talk about. Here's what's interesting. I'd like to find out. How did you make the approach? I mean, in other words, I had people for that first. You know, the first approach. I had some people that I paid, so they made the first approach, and then they take the guy out, and then I finish the approach. What was the approach, though? No, the guy because every was about money. You know, so I knew. Because, like I said before in, in the other interview and the conference we were, everybody has, in, in the end, has or a price or they have a weakness. So you have to figure out what this guy has. Mm-hmm. So that's my father taught me that. So, you know, if this guy doesn't have money, I'm going to look for something that he wants. A weakness. A weakness. Uh, Whereas it could be a vice. Yeah. Yeah, vice. Yeah, vice. Because maybe he likes boys, he likes girls, he likes cocaine. Underage, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So right. you have to know what, it, what, it, what the guy wants and then you get him. How much money, as you look back on it now, in terms of all the bribes you think you paid, the corruption, how much money do you think you spent? I don't know. A lot of money. It's crazy the way we spend money in those More days. than $10 million? 30, 40 million, something like 30, 40 million? That. Trying to bribe. Because you guys were very difficult to win, you guys. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk <laughs> the about The American that. government is very difficult, man. So so we have to, you know, fight for our lives. And But, you know, in the end, we needed more money. And we didn't have it. And so nobody believes that, but they, we didn't have it. Because they were they were impacting your drug trade, right? The yeah, profits. Yeah, well, yeah that's that, because, you know, there were... They were Hunting down for a year and a half, they were they went for them. 
boom, 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 hit them, them and, and they can only put down their, their, their head out there because they'll take them. Well, part of, part of the sentence for your dad and your uncle was they had to forfeit $2.1 billion in assets, right? Yeah, that's not true. That's in your book. Yeah, but that, that, that helped me for my sentence, but that's what the judge says. But our, our fortune was not that much. Unfortunately, like seven, seven hundred thousand, something like that. Nah, well, that'd be, no, it's too much. It's got to be more than that. No. You guys, look, you're dealing in. You you were just saying it too. Thousands and thousands of kilos. You're talking. Yeah, about, but we're losing too. It's that you guys, the authorities, don't figure out that we lose money too. You know, and and you know how much the war against score costed. How much Gilberto. We came to Colombia Cassette, millions, millions of dollars, you know, and politicians, lawyers. So we're spending a lot of money and 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 in the end, money money finishes if you don't continue, you know, in the drug trafficking. But and you don't believe that and authorities don't believe that, but we weren't involved in ninety seven in, in drug trafficking. Because my father was brought here for hundred and fifty kilos. My father was sending 20, 30, you know, tons, tons of yeah. canes. Right. But, well, I, mean, but, but I mean, assets don't don't just include cash. It, it includes properties, artwork, anything of value. So, I mean, you yeah, might have we're, to sell we're, some We're, we're surviving on a company that we're taking out like a million dollars a month. Wow. So, at the height, though, before everything started turning and going, as we say, south, you know, things started happening. How much do you, how much do you think your father was worth? In 80, in 80 day, in 80 day, in 88, my father was brought, what, what, $100 million in a, a caleta. He had $75 million in the banks. And he had companies worth like three, $400 million. That was my father worth. In 88. That was the height of his wealth? I believe. I don't know. That's right. that's what I, I heard. You know, mm -hmm. Because he never talked to me about that. But, but that wasn't enough. No. But wow. let's talk about you. What was the height of your wealth? How much? Oh, no. No, no, come on. <laughs> you know, between everything, what was the, what was the, what was the most you were worth at one point? Three million in, in cash. Everything. Uh, no. No, in cash and houses, cars, properties. and properties, let's say like 30 million, something like that. All right. Why wasn't that enough? For me, it was enough, but you didn't leave me alone. alone. <laughs> That's the you, problem. You didn't stop corrupting and doing uh, Yeah, but the, yeah. The, there was a fight, you know, to survival because, you know, uh, there was a war against, yeah. against surviving our, our generation, our, our family. So for me, it would be enough, but it was a, a, lot, of, a lot of stuff in stake, not only money. Money goes and comes. Right. You know, so, but, you know, being able to raise our kids and be able to be, you know, uh, tranquilos, you know, safe. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not easy. Todo suave. But but it was a war against you guys, and we want to lose it because our two generals didn't understand what mm -hmm. happened. Because our two generals was Gilberto and Miguel. I was only the help. I was I was a soldier, 
You mm -hmm. see, and and yeah, I sat down, but in the end, the decision was taken by them. Good or bad, they were the guys who were taking the decisions. So let's let's talk then about your rise and then where things start to fall. So how does that how does that take us through that now? You 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 kind of not like you say you're the de facto head. You're the head of the Cali cartel. No, I'm not the head. I'm I'm, I'm the boss in the street because okay. in, in the end the two heads were there, there too. And most my dad in the end. You know, I was sitting to them and, and saying, we have to do this, 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 and maybe they say, almost in 80%, they say yes, what I was saying, but in the, the decisions that matter, they took the, the decision, and they're taking the wrong decisions in those moment, in my point of view, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And because they were, you know, they were blind to see what's, what's going on in the environment because they were in jail. It's not the same being in jail and being in the street. Right. And it, it seems like their their thought process has never changed, even after they got uh, extradited to the United States. They really thought that they were going to get reduced sentences that they could carry out in Colombia. Yeah, they, they believe they can get 15 years. My uncle was one of the most important drug traffickers in history. Pablo Escobar and this guy were the most famous drug trafficker known. And he believed he can get 15 years over here. He can, you know, 30 years. He got 30 years because the Constitution of uh, the Constitution of Colombia protect him mm -hmm. to get 30 years. Yeah, he should get three life sentence and 20 years. That's for, what they were asking for us. For our you listeners, that's an agreement with with uh, the United States has with other governments. Because in most countries, the maximum sentence you can get is 30 years. 30, so, and that includes murder. Right. So to extradite somebody to the United States, we can impose our sentencing guidelines there has to be an agreement that the max will be right. 30 years wow it's not every country but most countries are like that so let's talk about that your your ascension when do when is when do you reach the pinnacle the apex and then things start to no, i believe when I, when I was shot that they like changed it for me because so let's let's talk about that day what was that day it was the 24th of may of 1996. And where were you at and what were you doing? No, they, they, it's crazy, you know, because that day I was going to go, I, I was a very, you know, a, a saint in, in, in our in our zone. It's called uh, the sort of uh, El Señor de los Milagros, the miracle sort. There's, there's a saint. Right. Mm -hmm. There's in a place nearby in Cali. And I was going on there because I, I believe in that saint. And I was going that day to see the saints and my my aunt called me we had a trans, trans, transaction with a player of the soccer team mm -hmm. we want to sell him to portugal to a team so hey she called me like i was going there and she called me like 9 8 30 of the morning hey son i need you here because we're going to do this deal so i go and so i changed plans you know that's destiny right and uh, and, and i go to to the soccer team office, and I and there and then my cousin comes with two guys that used to work with us in the organization, and we were over there. And I say, hey, let's go to lunch. So we decide to go on a restaurant that I like to go on a Brazilian restaurant, and, and then we go and then and then change life changed for me forever because I was shot and I and I survived and. But let's talk about the shooting. So give us some, you, you talked a little bit in detail about what happened there, but set us up. Where were you at? What were you doing? What did you see? 
No, what I tell you, uh, we I finished the this agreement with a Portugal team, and I sold this guy for a million and two hundred thousand dollars, something like that. And then and I finish, and then I say to this guy, let's go to lunch. So my cousin say, ah, I cannot go because I have a meeting. So my cousin goes, doesn't go to, and I go with these guys to that restaurant. And we're there, you know, we're eating, ta -ta, and like it, it was like two o'clock uh, of the afternoon. I don't know, something got in me, and, and, I, and I had to call my wife. And I call her and say, hey, love, how is the kid? Because I only have one daughter. And we talk about five minutes, and when I, you know, hang up. And, and, uh, and the conversation with my wife, there were four guys came in and sit on a table, and, and they got up and say, eh, hands up, everybody, ta -ta. and then they saw us, and they started working against us. And then uh, I, I, I believe I was going to get kidnapped. I don't know why. I believe I was going to get kidnapped. And so the guy started shooting. And, and what saved me? I, I, uh, I rise. I rise, right? Mm -hmm. And I got the first two bullets in my, in my, in my arms. What they call defensive wounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hands up. Pum, pum. And then I got in my, in my stomach and in my legs and then the other shots. So you were shot eight times. Eight times. So the, the impact. Throw me back. And Who knew you were going to be there? Mm, nobody. Because I took a decision where I go, but they were following us from, from the place for the uh, for okay. the club, American club. They were following. Who, who was behind this? The North Valley Cartel. Why? Because they want to they wanna hit. Because what happened when when Santa Cruz decided to, to you know, uh, make a, a prison break, Right. from prison he went to hiding and he wanted to fight with this guy he had a problem with that so so they killed him but I, well, I tell you, you know uh, this guy Castaño the the um, white wing uh, head of, of this uh, organization he used to be an ally with the Pepes right so yeah. we believe in him so Santa Cruz uh, arranged a meeting and this guy betrayed him in, in the North Valley, and he gave them to the North Valley Cartel, and they killed him. And that they gave him to the police, and they made like a, you know, a scenario where he was gunned down for authorities because Danilo was behind this. Mm -hmm. Danilo Gonzalez was behind this. And so, you know, they were, that, that way bandits think, you know, if, if we touch somebody close to, maybe these guys are going to go against us. But, you know, in the end, Jose didn't do the right thing because he didn't tell my uncle and dad he was going to escape from prison. And that brought a lot of heat for, to them. So now that we're glad about that because we, we love that guy. You know, he was, he was very close to us. But, you know, in the end, we feel like a little betrayed by him. Yeah. But he didn't. But he got killed, and then that brought a lot of heat from those people because how the bandits act, they're afraid of your... If you if I hit you, they're afraid that maybe I'm going to go back against you. So they started look, you know, looking for excuses and excuses and excuses. So, so they found an excuse, and, and they went for people that we had that run the street, that had gun power in the street, and I was the the political power, so they they wanted to take him out. And unfortunately for us, I survived that at ten of my life because you know um, I could convince my father and uncle that it was a war we were, we were not gonna win because I knew 
this guy Danilo was behind them, and, and, they, and the guy ran the police. Talk, talk to us about who got shot, who got killed that day. Uh, three bodyguards outside. My three bodyguards were killed outside, and the, my friend from when I was 15 years old was killed. And a guy who was an important guy for us in the street got killed that day. And somebody who worked me was like my second guy behind me. Mm-hmm. Got shot. Command. Yeah, not command. He was, you know, my help, my second. Okay. So he he got shot and killed too. So um, how long did it take you to recover? Three months. One in the hospital and two in my house. Because the the most important was a wound in my leg. I was shot in my leg and and so that was like the the most important wound that I had. And then my father called me one day. Hey son, I need you to come. They've been doing peace treated inside the prison. No? These guys were sending people. Mm-hmm. So they got an arrangement and we made peace with these guys. So my father comes and called. And when you say you made peace with these guys, who's the that? The Norbali cartel leaders. Okay. So he calls me in. And then he says, hey son, I need you to do something. Yeah, what do you need? I was recovering from being almost killed. Well, we made an arrangement with these people, the Nopali cartels, and they think you're the best guy for uh, what I told you about the about the the properties, the the, the that project season. Uh, you, the uh, uh, the eight thousand. No, no. Eight hundred. No, no, no. Uh, remember that I told you there were four projects for United States extradition. Money laundering and, and the properties. Yeah. Oh, asset, oh, asset uh, seizure. forfeiture. Yeah. Seizure yeah. forfeiture, yeah. So they say you're the guy for that. And I say, what are you talking about? You want me to... Wait a minute. These guys just tried to kill you. Now they want you to do something for, for them. For them, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. How don't, crazy don't, is don't, that? Then my father called me and say, you have to do this. And you want me to... Wait a minute, talk? Dad. They just shot me eight times. Yeah, I told my father, are you crazy? This guy is attentive to my life. No, but you, you cannot... Never... You cannot... It, it, it was a, a very, you know, important thing he told me. He told me, you can never show those guys that you are... How do you say the word? That you are... Scared against, or afraid? No, no, that you have something against them. Uh, that you want to retaliate yeah. against them. You never can show that because they'll kill you. Yeah. Okay. And that was a, a very good thing that he told me that day and, and say, I'm not gonna do it. He said, No, you and then my uncle jumped out and say, No, you have to do it for the family. He say, You want me to do you want me to get in the, this guy to only attend to my life? Yeah, you have to do this because the family is is our is our is our wealth and that and they convinced me that day. And then I go and, and I go to war with those guys, <laughs> you know. But you go to war with them? No, but war means against that this pro, this project. No, oh, mm-hmm. this, right. I'm talking against you know, the government. Yeah, I, I have to paint and, and go with these guys, and you know, be receive money from these guys, and it was crazy, you know. And 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 I want so they're donating, so they're giving money to you to use for corruption mm-hmm. and bribery. Corruption. So what happened there? We lost in Senate, and and and, and I won in in the how do you say the, the House, the Congress, the House. Yep. Yeah, I won the House. And when it happened, you have to be an agreement 
between the House and the Senate, and they make like a, a commission of 15 guys. And I have I had like nine, but this guy betrayed us and they they didn't send the money. We needed 10 million dollars, and we lost it. And we lost our, our I, I, that day we lost the war because we lost our our. Without the money, you had no power. No power. Yeah. Jeez. So what happened after that? So. So I got tired of that, and I told my father, I'm not going to do this anymore. I want to. And then I retired to running the team, the soccer team. Mm-hmm. And but anytime they needed something important, they called me. You know, hey, we need this, and okay. So they convinced me again, and uh, you know. But I knew because then they came the solution project, and and then they bo- they believe they want something. But I know what America wanted. No, okay, we're not going to bring you on the past, but we're gonna bring you if you do something. I know, I know sooner or later I was gonna get indicted. Correct. I knew that. Because I was, I know what's going on. They didn't know what's going on. So from that point, where are we at in terms of 96, 97? 97. All right. 97, 98. All right. Now you say you think you're gonna, so what happens? Eventually because you do no, get God, God give me my God give me like five years more and then and then they indict me in New York for a case when they 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 put me to do a conspiration with the brother of, of the chief of the Medi, of the North Valley Cartel, Orlando Now. A conspiracy? Yeah. So yeah. I got indicted for that and that's crazy because So well but did you do it? No. I, I can show you the release of that case from New York. They dropped got the it. case. They did? Yep. Okay. They dropped the case against me because they didn't have any proof against me. It was not my voice. There was a guy from Medellin talking. And I talk, I'm from Cali. I talk very different mm-hmm. from that guy. So, but they, don't, they didn't care. So they during, that, during that right. five years, what was going on? I was running the soccer team. I was doing, again, my legal work. You know, I, I, I opened my, my office again. I was making a lot of money doing cases. And, and I was doing what I like. I, I, I love soccer. So, you know, I was running the team. But what were you doing for your father? Not too much. But what I told you, when they needed something important, they like called a the politician. They, they called a kamikaze. Hey, we need you for this. That's you, huh? Hmm? The kamikaze? Yeah, it was me. What would define what important means when they said they needed something important? What would Let's that say mean? they needed something done important of corruption. So let's say they needed something for the company to fight against, you know, some laws that are there. So I, I came in and, and, I, and I did the operation to try to corrupt the judges and all that because I had the people. Me, my cousin didn't know that. So, some, some, a guy wanted to go to the play, but he didn't have the, the, how would you say that? The experience. The experience. The, he didn't right. know how to act, and yeah. it, it was stupid because he believed every was everything was very expensive. And when you're talking about important stuff, you don't think about money. You think about doing it, doing what it needs to be done to to right. public. Yeah, I mean it's. You kind of have gone up. Now you've come down. I mean, in terms of you've tried to get out of the business, right? But what finally happens, though? Because you you are finally indicted. Because I knew attorneys needed somebody outside 
de Cucucamán, who had that power. And, and I had a, a lot of, you know, I had a lot of spotlight, a lot of spotlight, you say. Mm-hmm. And with, with, with these organizations like Nobody Cartel, politicians, politicians talk too much. So they talk, you know, what you're doing. So, and you guys are, you're, you're hearing the, the same from, so you know, and who, who is the guy who's, who can run stuff. Right. And so, so I had, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, Spotlight, like I said before. So I was the I was the man, indicated man that authorities need me needed to attain what they always wanted. Gilberto and Miguel over here. I want to do drug traffic. I, I can pass any any uh, right. how you call that polygraph. 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 Right. And I, I can I can tell you I was not doing that because it was not I need I didn't need I had the money to live the way I wanted because I was making a lot of money. Right. In my companies and legally, and, you know, being a lawyer. But what were you finally indicted for? For that corporation I told you in New York that I can show you that. that, that but that was dropped. But at some point. But, but, but what happens? That it becomes a war against New York and Miami. Yeah. Who can, who's going to get the medal for that Rodriguez? Right. So Kaskerowski has spent 15 years, you know, against us and he gets some witness and he indicts us. And that part of that is true because it's money, money laundering. Right. So, so that guy has the proofs to indict us, and they indict us for for. Uh, what were you officially indicted for? What were your charges? I never knew. Oh no no no! Don't <laughs> no 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 you no no! Know. Really, no, really, you really, you really have know to because know. no, 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 no. I was charged for a conspiration, importing uh-huh. drugs and right. la- laundering. But when I surrendered to Kasrowski, he, he took me to a hotel two days. And he put all this, that, let's not say lies. Yeah. Some, some, some how, how can I be diplomatic to say? Some, um, well, he puts his, what he believes to be his evidence. Yes, right. Right. Get me, sorry. Yeah. Get this, uh, this is the one, I'm going to tell you what I did. I did this, 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 this. And then he comes talking about this guy Salcedo. Ah, it's que Salcedo. Okay, let's do something. Let's go to trial and that's your witness. Put him down there. Because as I was saying that he he was invented stuff, no? That one day he was in the forest walking and, then, and he saw a guy, a hitman that we had, that my father had, burying something. I thought, that guy was helping some, this guy bury that guy. So put him there. Yeah. Put him in, 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 in there is, is a witness against me. I'll destroy him. So I said, no, oh, no, don't get upset. I said, okay, so this is what I did. This is what was what, my responsibility. And he believed me because I don't have nothing to hide. I, I surrender. Uh, and, and something that... Yeah, but, but let's before we get to the surrender part, you were on the run for quite a while. Four years, yeah. When did that start? Uh, July of... Uh, two, two? 2002? Mm-hmm. So what, what put you on the run? What put me on the drum that I, that I knew what they wanted, and, and, and nobody wants to be captured, right? If you mm-hmm. know in advance that you're going to get hit, you're going to run <laughs> like hell. So uh, I have corrupt a uh, high officer in the secret police, the DAS, mm-hmm. and that guy told me I was in Cartagena doing something, uh, a legal process that I had in Cartagena, and he called me and said, hey, they're going to Cali to capture you because they knew where, uh, where my house was. So they went to Cali. They didn't find me. I was in Cartagena. And then I started running. 
how difficult was that? Were you married at the time? Yeah, very difficult. A child? Yes, two kids. It was for me. It was the the. Did you bring them with you? No, I cannot change their lives. Yeah. So you know, uh, I ran by myself. I I saw my kids and my wife every six or eight months. And, but it was very difficult, you know, because it was something that I didn't know. And then what happened? I was very important for them, for my father and uncle. And then everything uh, started like, like changing because now I'm not important anymore. And, and, and it's true because life continues, right? Everybody has life and I'm, I'm there in hiding. And, and it was very complicated because I was a guy who was able to do stuff. You know, to to you had power. I have power. Now I have to depend on everybody. You know, you know. Now you're at the mercy of the folks that you used to have power over. Yeah. So now I'm at the mercy of them, and I sent a message: 15 days to go, 15 days to come back. Everything was, you know, complicated. But in the end, I knew what's going what's going to happen. They were not going to get indicted too. So I said, I'm gonna be able to be able to avoid being captured because I'm going to wait because in, in my heart, I believe that they were going to do something to help me, right? When you say they, who's yeah. they? My father and uncle. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they were more interested in trying to stay in Colombia because with all that corruption that they done for this politician, they, they believe they could, you know, skip away. But I waited patiently, not because I wanted that to happen, you know, because I know it was going to happen, you know, it was it was clear for me. So in two, two or three, they got indicted. They they got indicted. I got indicted in a, in another conspiration, and so now it was, you know, I was so I was waiting. What was going to happen? And they were still fighting to stay in Colombia. So it's crazy. So my uncle is, they, they sent my, my uncle in December in 2004 or something like that. And he sent a letter to me. Don't worry, son. I'm going to do, I'm going to do something for you. Okay. Nothing happens. Then my father, uh, four months later, he's brought here in March of, March of 2005. The same letter. Don't worry, son. I'm going to do something. So I waited seven months. They're over here. So they believe that they were doing something, you know, pressuring the government. Saying, we're not, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna go to trial. They were doing this. Kaczorowski was in all around United States looking for witness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were forty witnesses against us. So, who will believe Gilberto Rodriguez and Miguel Rodriguez, the most in, second more important cartel in history, didn't do what the government was saying? Right. Yeah. So it's crazy, you no? Know? Mine, no? So I waited. I waited patiently, patiently, and, and the answer never came. So I said, it's, it's my turn to, to do something for my kids, and, uh, and I made an arrangement with, with the government, and I surrendered. Yeah. Why? Why? Because I had a kid that had 11, and had a kid that had 8 years old, and I cannot continue, you know. Did you think, though, that if you would have... Re- just surrendered four years earlier, you would have been done four years earlier? I would be in, I never been a, I had never done a day. If I, if you'd surrendered, if I surrendered and betrayed my uncle, like he says, I had done a day because I knew what they wanted. They want me to rat on him mm-hmm. and I was not going to do that. Right. But, 
But you didn't get the same loyalty from them, though. Yeah, but but I did, and and but uh, I can sleep like my wife. My wife says you can sleep like a baby because you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. How do you define the right thing? What was the right thing for you? The way for me, what I'm convinced that the right thing is waiting for my father because in the end it was my father more important for me waiting going to the tomb outside the tomb with my father because I knew my father lost lost everything when he was sent over here you know all his tomb 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 la la tumba Uh, we have a saying that you go I go to the cemetery with a guy but I'm going to bury with him right I went to the cemetery with my dad, but I knew he lost it. And now it was my opportunity to to save my my family, my daughter, right, my wife, right. and me. That's that's what's the the right thing to do. You no, know? I didn't betray my father because six months before that, the, this guy from New York was sending me messages: "Hey, mm-hmm. surrender! Uh, you know, catch me if you can." Right? Because I knew what they wanted. They wanted my dad and my uncle, and I wasn't mm-hmm. gonna give them to them. For me, they, for my, for what I did, they, 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 they were not brought here to the United States. You know, they were brought because that was their destiny, right? And somebody else made the indictments against them. I didn't do it. So for those four years, where were you hiding out at? <laughs> I was, you know, I have an advantage. I don't look like a bandit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was running in a zone that's called... Manizales, mm-hmm. Manizales, where one of the brother of Escobar is born. Yep. Uh, in Manizales, building a in like on a mountain, it's very cold. But if you go down like an hour, you got a very pleasant uh, mm-hmm. weather. So, what kind of work did you do? Nothing. I was. I. I, I you know what was, was my my front that I was a lawyer in Bogota, and that I suffer from the gout that I do. So in those in those places there are those waters that are hot. How you call it? Hot springs. Yeah, hot springs. So I, I was on vacation going to the hot springs. So I had a, a, a lady with. You were on me. vacation for four years. For four years, <laughs> running from one place to another. Jeez. Oh man. I mean, you know, it sounds exciting, but it's, I can't oh, imagine no. it would no, be. So what was that four years like on the run the whole time? I mean, what did you ever get a good night's sleep? Yeah, I took a pill. Mm-hmm to sleep I didn't care if I, you know it's, I have uh, something that's crazy that I had a shirt in a a blue shirt with uh, for if they catch me I put it on so I can go good in good in the in the pitch yeah a nice dress shirt yeah <laughs> <laughs> always want to look good it's all about the appearance yeah. <laughs> that's funny and, and for, it was four crazy years that maybe I lost and maybe my father gained, you know, being able to live in Colombia with his family. I but, gave that to my father. But you were, only, you were only talking to your kids every six to eight months. How tough was that on you? Very tough. Very tough because, you know, they didn't understand. But, you know, I, I, I know I have a good relation with my kids because I always tell them the truth. My, my wife was mad with me because... Before I surrender, I sit with my my oldest at eleven, the other one at eight. They don't understand what I'm talking, but I, I believe that. But they they knew what's going on. Right. I say, hey, I did this, I did this, and I don't know why it came out of me. I'll I'll come back in five years, and I came back in five years. 
Well, let's talk about that then. So mm-hmm. you were, why did you, why, what finally led you to say, I'm going to surrender? Was it just you were tired the of letter, being on the, the letter, The letter, the letter. Let's talk about the letter. Yeah, there was a letter that my wife received for an accident. And, and that letter, she never, she never shared with me this information, but she went to me and said, because she's, she was the one who always was trying to stop me. No, don't do it because you're going to regret it all your life. It's your dad. It's your right. uncle. And, and then that day she came. She said, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. So she sent me the information. And then uh, I, I sent for her. And then she said, it's time. They're not thinking about you. What did the letter say? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say this is where the betrayal part comes in. Right. But I don't know because, you know, because so, uh, my uncle said I betrayed him, but I never sent a letter saying that I'm going to betray him. <laughs> so in that letter, they said that they, they were going to, that they, they don't they don't tell me anything, that they weren't going to try to get 15 years because they had a good case and that, that. And, and so she never told me. Frankly, what that letter says, you know, she and I always ask her, why did that letter say? I'm not going to tell you. Hmm. She's not going to tell you because you wouldn't like what was in there, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. And and she didn't want, she always had very good relations with my father. My father loved her Mm -hmm. because she know that kind of woman that I have. And and she doesn't want to be, she's, she's, she's a very, a person that don't like conflict. So the only she said, it's time. Do your thing. Well, it's time to do your thing. So the only way you end up doing five, the only way with all the charges you're facing you can do five years is if you cooperate. Yeah, I, I help the government. How? Because when I surrendered, I'm a lawyer. I know what, what I was doing, and, and I knew what they needed on me. They needed me to accept the charges, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they need. The government needed that. To finish up the Cali cartel, so I say, okay, I'll surrender, but but I'll surrender, but I I need I, first I need my family to be taken out of the, and I have I I have, I have this letter, I have there I have that letter because I'm waiting because they say my uncle brought a brought a book, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for that because I have my proof that I'm not I'm not a traitor, so. And their agreement, they say, okay, I ask for all my family, 28 members that I love, taken out of the OFAC list, right? Mm-hmm. And no persecuting against them anymore for the American government. And a, uh, a visa, no, a, a parole for my wife, my two kids. And another person that came with me that was a cousin of me. You, they, you wanted them to bring them to the United States? Yeah. Okay. So, they no, we'll permit, no, no, you sign it. When you sign it, I surrender. So, I have that document signed by the government. They gave me that, and then I decided to, sur- to, to surrender, and then I surrendered. Where? In Panama, in 206. With, they only can give me 10 years. In the agreement, said I only can get ten years. That's something that they say we cannot guarantee. It's about the judge. It's right? the judge, absolutely. You yeah. you might reach a plea agreement, but the judge yeah. can always judge the yeah. So that was my agreement. And then when I surrendered and I'm here, here it becomes like a conflict with my un- my uncle 
because Kasarovsky didn't understand why they continue, you know, I'm here, why they continue to, you know, say they were going to go to, to a trial. Kasarovsky didn't want to try. And you keep mentioning that name. Tell everybody who that is. Kasarovsky is, is the agent that, that was persecuted us for more than, than 15 years. He, he, he was the guy who built all, all the case against Which agency was he with? He was, in those days, he was with Custom. <laughs> now it's ICE, right? Right, yeah. So he was, he was again. That's the one we were talking about. I think we yeah. talked about before, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he was a very good investigator. Yeah. Nobody liked him, but he was a very good investigator. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't like him. No, I like him. He helped me. Yeah. He, you know, sometimes your enemy can convert in, 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 in a very good ally. Yeah. And he was a very good ally for me. He helped me a lot. He helped my family, so I'm grateful for that. He 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 kept his word, and I kept my word. What I promised, I give, and he what he promised, he gave me to me. So I don't have nothing to say about it. Nobody, a lot of the agents doesn't like him. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it, you know, it's it's not a popularity contest sometimes. So you struck that deal. Um, how did the judge come down on? Okay, that? so so I have three avenges. First, I surrender. That's important. Second, second, I made this arrangement. And third, this guy, I'm in prison, and the guy comes looking for me. Hey, I need you to help me in something. What, what, what can I help you with? I need you to talk to your family. I need you to, I, I promise you. When he says your family, your immediate family? or we're, your talk, we're talking about my cousins, my brothers, and everything. I need you to talk to them. Because I'm willing to ask them uh, to to offer them a deal. And say, okay, what is the deal? Tell them to come forward, help me convince these two guys to accept this this agreement, and and I will take you out of the of the list of the offer list. I will never persecute him again because he had two or three people more to bring to right. pressure the the old, the old man. And I told him, no, you don't need to bring anybody. You got me. So, you know, if if I de if I declare myself guilty, everything goes to hell. So, so he said, okay, talk to your family. So I sent my lawyer to to Colombia to talk to my family, and my my uh, my uncle was saying, hey, watch out, he's gonna betray you. Okay, but that relation with my cousin Humberto, he believed in what was I was saying. Because he knew he was, they were gonna call, he was gonna be indicted and bring him right. here. So, so I sent my lawyer, and they accepted to come here by a parole. Three or four of my family members and sit down with with the authorities, and they made the deal. So that was something very important. But but we talk, they they talk about two billion, the two point one billion. Yeah, the government uh, seized, and who helped the government? Me, right? So that that was something that the judge uh, very took in 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 consideration, and and so I had three aces: surrender, cooperation, cooperation, and this deal. So the guy, the government won, wanted eight years. The prosecutors and the judge said, "No, this guy, I'm going to give this guy six months, and I'm, I don't give him less 
because uh, another uh, guy from the, the the Cali cartel, I gave 52 months, so I'm going to give him 16 months. 60 months, five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So All right. it, it was a miracle again. Where did you do your time at? I did three years and a half in South Carolina, in Edgefield. There's a prison there. And the other year and something, I did it in here in Miami in, in, the, in the building. Why did they transfer you? Why did they transfer me? Yeah, from South Carolina to Miami. No. Is that the way around? The first oh, the way around. I did first. In the hall, I did some time in 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 in, in the building in in the in in downtown Miami. Yep. Yeah, and then I did the rest of the time in in South, South Carolina. Carolina. Okay, all right. You know, when you're not cooperating, you go to prison. If you cooperate, you stay in downtown. Yeah, <laughs> you know it that way. Some people are smart enough to figure it out, and some yeah. aren't. Yeah, that's smart. All right. Yeah. So you did your five years. Um, what did you do when you got out? Was you know uh, it was very complicated. My can we have a? I have to go to the bathroom again. Sorry, sure. <laughs> no we can take this out. It's okay. Well, now that we're all back from our bathroom breaks, <laughs> which is what happens to men over fifty and sixty, so it's an old man thing. No, but we were we were finishing up, and actually, the part of the conversation we were having uh, offline here, I want to kind of bring online. But you did your five years, but. Uh, you were on the run for four years. You did. You were in prison for five years. How did you tell me about the way your wife reacted to this while you were on the on the run? I mean, at some point, it's kind of like between the four years and the five years. She's does she lose faith in you? Yeah, I, I believe it was a moment because you know, this guy hired a, a, a lawyer. My father and uncle hired a guy, a lawyer from New York called Sap, something like that. Mm -hmm. So the guys comes with this theory, uh, it's a theory, I don't know, theory, uh, this belief. This theory? This theory that I should be on a run for 20 years, and then I come back and I can make a better deal. So this guy is telling me. He thought you should be on the run for 20 years? Yeah, so, so he, you know, my, my wife is looking for, for hope, and this guy comes with that theory, so... And, and though I, it was like a year before I surrender, I, I feel that I feel lonely, lonely by myself because even my wife, you know, that was behind me for so long time. She, you know, like I felt like she, 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 I don't know how, how, how to express that. Like she was lost, lost in hope. Right. She was losing yeah, love because this guy said this guy's gonna be in twenty years on the run. What am I gonna do? So during those four years, did you ever see your family? Yeah, I saw them every six months. Oh, I didn't know if you meant you just had contact. No, no, I them. saw them because I, I arranged how, how to 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 see them okay. every six months because I could not change my the you know what my kids and my wife did, you know, because they were, they had to go to school. Right, you didn't right. want to disrupt you their know, It was my problem yeah. and, and I have yeah. to, you know, face it, so. And, all, and that day, a year or eight, no, let's say a year before I surrendered, you know, it was a very hard moment for my relation with my wife because, you know, I, I feel, that day I felt so lonely. I only had, you know, me. But it was it was an illusion because even my wife always my wife was behind me. But it was How very. How are you supporting hard. your family? I mean, I mean, the cartels. Pretty I had much a lot had, of money. What's that? I had a lot of money, right? Because I told you I was 
I had my my office of lawyers. I'm making huge amounts of money. And your office is still going at this time? No, it's closed, but uh, I already had some money, you know. And and okay. in, in the business, uh, not not the legal business, the the corporations that I had was giving me a lot of money. Okay. So money was not a problem for for them, right? The 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 problem is that she cannot hear. It's all me and. And when when you when you when somebody comes and say to you, "Hey, this guy has to run twenty years, and then we'll see what I can do." That's not even realistic. Dude, come on. So I I, I talked to the guy on it. You telling me that I have to run? Uh, you, so uh, you could run twenty years to get the same five years you got after four years. Yeah, crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. that. This, uh, it was my uncle sending the guy to give me that. They, I, Okay. I'm a lawyer. I know what I'm talking about. I, I, what was I facing, and what was my ace? Mm-hmm. I knew what was my ace. Yeah, I knew what was they wanted for me. Jeez. So, you turn yourself in. You go through everything. You, you do the plea agreement. What kind of cooperation did you have to give to the government? That what I told you. I surrender. And I set my charges and convince my family to to. Give up the the business and all and all all the the properties that we had. So that was that was my my grand corporation that people believe that I betrayed somebody. When I tell you, did you ever testify against anybody? Nobody, never. Okay, I never go to a trial against nobody because I got five years. So why should I go and risk my family in Colombia for five years? I'll do it, mm-hmm. and I did it. How did you once once you took that deal, and you knew now you've got five years now? How how was your relationship with your kids at this point? No, but better because they they are seeing me every 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 Saturday at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, no, not at eight o'clock, but they, they can go and see me, in, whether they're drunk or not, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They were they can see me. I can call them. Yeah, you know. So I have. A better relation with that, and and, and I have a, a a wonderful woman that always made me important in in my, in my house. Well, God bless your wife because she stuck behind you for four years on the run, five years in prison, right? Yeah, I have to have something good, right? <laughs> we would think say so. That. It must yeah. be the sex. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so you're out now, free man. And this, and this one point we made uh, today at the uh, conference yeah. is that, you know, like you said earlier, you, you abided by our justice system, you did your time, you've paid your debt to society, and now you're a free man. Uh, and I mentioned to you earlier today, I'm surprised that you were allowed to stay in the United States, but was that part of your plea agreement? Yeah, but it almost changed because uh, uh, a, part of, uh, a guy from DA hated me. He was an important guy in Colombia when they were... And trying to get me mm-hmm. because there was uh, two agents from DAA and eleven police guys from from the police was was trying to get me, and they guy and I don't know who he is. He got you know a very important uh, a very important uh, how you say that a very important position uh, or position position in South America. Mm-hmm. So the guy I don't know he hated me. I don't know what his name. I don't care. And he started to, you know, say I'm a very dangerous man. They they shouldn't let me here. And so I I, I was going to be released the 27th of May. Oh no, 26th of May. 
they did something and and they didn't I didn't let me out and they took they they sent me to a immigration uh, jail mm-hmm. and and there was you know a very discussion in the government uh, they wanted to throw me out and you know who saved me who's that one of the one of the prosecutors because that guy was a rookie in those days uh-huh. and I don't know who he is but when Obama went to power, he was the number three in in the justice system. In the justice department. And so the guy, they went, Kaczorowski went to the guy, say, this is happening with William, and the guy called him. You let him go. He keep his word, and and I'm going to keep mine. So he permitted me to come out, and then they sent me to, I go to talk to a guy in ICE, and that guy, speaks, uh, he said, I'm gonna give you an opportunity. You're gonna have you're gonna have six months to prove that you can stay in this country. And they gave me six months of parole. <laughs> and well, I have 14 years here, so I've been a good boy. <laughs> what's your What's your citizenship status? <clears throat> I got a deferred action letter every year, and every day they change it. I'm waiting for something that I don't know if it's gonna come. A X visa. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm waiting. And your family's under the same... No, no. My family, unfortunately, my wife decided to do an asylum. And she lost it, but we went to trial. Mm-hmm. And she beat the... And she beat, uh, she won the... The, the hearing. The trial. Yeah. So the wife and daughters are okay. The wife and daughters are Americans already. The three of them. All right. So now... So it's interesting. So I asked you this in the green room, but we'll we'll talk about it on here. Why did you agree to come to the Southern California Gang Conference? Because you said something funny. Normally, you're not used to seeing 900 cops in front of you. You're used to seeing all the cops behind you chasing you. <laughs> so uh, why did you why did you decide to come here and talk? Because it was a challenge. I believe if I if I can do good and and talk to those people and they, and they saw that I'm talking about the heart, I can go anywhere with this story, right? If I can do this there, I can do anywhere and tell this story. And and I I want to share with kids. That's that's my main goal. Be able to be in front of kids and tell them this story. Uh, you know, the way it is, because I believe that's that's a great opportunity for kids to change the way they think because because kids are are, are very easy to be, you know, target for this organized criminal organization and, and I know what's going on. So I know how, how can I talk to them, you know. Let me ask you, let's kind of close this out now because we've been going at this for a while now. Yeah. And it, it's been good stuff. Let's assume that the United States government said, we want to put you, the man who wrote the book, William Rodriguez Abadia, in charge of drug policy for the United States. We want you to help us redefine the war on drugs. What would you do? What would you do different than what we're doing today? Because we've got the cartels in Mexico who are extremely violent, right? We still got drug trafficking going on out of Colombia. What would you do to there's no it's a fiction to think you're going to get rid of it. You're not going to get rid of it. But how do you get it down to such a point to where it's not making the impact on society like it is now with the violence, the deaths? We've got fentanyl now, 100,000 people a year dying. What would you do different knowing what you know? I believe that what I study and I prepare myself, I believe we, we need to do three things. First, 
repression has to continue for organizations like us, the cartels, because you know you cannot you know let them you know do whatever they want. It's important, but it's, it's not the only policy that you have to you know uh, enforce. Because if we we talk about the 1970, Nixon decided to go to war against drugs, right? And we're in 223. Mm-hmm. And if we go and look at the reports of, of the National Unit, uh, La ONU, the National Unit, Union. Um, how you say La ONU, the Uniform Crime Report? No, no, no. They're, they're, the the ONU. The ONU is the United Nations. Oh yeah, yeah. United Nations every year has to make a report, right? Right. I, I read the one in nine in 2019, and it says that production and consume is grown. So, is repression done the job? No, right. In, in part yes, in part no. So we need, for me, three things. Repression. I don't believe too much in legal, legalization of the drugs because if you see marijuana cases, now everybody can get marijuana. If I have a headache, you can take marijuana. So I don't believe in that. I believe marijuana is, uh, legalization is for making a better product mm-hmm. and controlling prices. And in Portugal, in Two one, a guy decided to treat patients the way they are. You know, drug addicts the way they are, victims. So that guy, if you're not in a, consp- a conspiration, and you're not a, you're not in a conspiracy. A conspiracy and, uh, you're in a, so if you have doses minimum, they 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 treat you like a a patient, and he did this, and. In 10 years, consume has dropped 50%. That's something that I'm bending. You can see it. I, I think I want to stay here. They're doing it. Maryland, Maryland or something like that. They're doing mm-hmm. the same thing. So for me, we need this three. Repression. Repression is one. Legalization is another one to control what I'm telling you, the, mm-hmm. the, the product. And the other one is this, because in this country, 500, 500, uh, half a million person are going in jail for dozens minimum. So that's crazy. Yeah. So you have to treat those guys uh, they are, sick people. And you have to give them the treatment they needed. So maybe that way we can do something. Because... I know I, I was in the system, and a lot of stuff. A lot of this stuff is for money, because prisons are making a lot of money in this country. So we have to look in a, another way to see if really we can, you know, stop this. I see it that way. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, but what uh, what what I'm somebody who lived this life, somebody who knew this life, somebody who has prepared myself to try to say a different message out there. This has been a uh, uh, something very different for us, right? Yeah. No, I, it, 
Well, George Young was interesting because of his involvement, you know, with Pablo. He knew what was going on. He was at a he was at a hotel one night when they threw a guy off the balcony. Yeah, and and he was kind of like uh, a folk legend. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, because of the movie Blow with Johnny right. Depp and all that, but uh, they glamorized it in a sense. To you know, the the one thing we said here at the uh, at the conference today is. You know, this was probably a once in a lifetime for a lot of those police officers today. There was 900 cops there. The fact that they got to hear somebody who was at your level in one of the largest yeah. cocaine production and distribution groups in the entire world. And uh, the organizers, when we took the break, even, you know, we went back in the green room there for a few minutes. They even came up and they said, you have, you know, you two have everybody's attention out there. Nobody's getting up and leaving. And when we came back out, they were all there waiting on us. I was watching from the back, too. I mean, it's you could tell when people get bored, they yeah, vote see, with their feet. Yeah. They get up and they go, <laughs> right? So your message resonated. Now, I will tell you, it doesn't mean that people, some of those folks in there aren't giving you a free pass. They're not saying, oh, everything's okay now. But they're, right. what they're respecting is the fact that you showed up here, you told your story, you took, you took accountability for what you did. But the other thing, too, is they're here to learn. If you don't learn... From the people doing right. this stuff, how can you be effective, you know, at investigating it and stopping it? So the fact that you come out here, you've done a you've done a big service to the communities out here, to, so that these folks get a better understanding of what's the mindset. How do you think? How can we do a better job of investigating and stopping? And sometimes it's not about kicking in the door and throwing people in handcuffs. Sometimes it's really about if is like with you, it got to the point where it's kind of like. Turn yourself in. Let's figure out. Let's figure out a way through this, mm-hmm. and get you what you need. Get us what we need, and bring this to an end. Because the thing is, too, is to stop the violence. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a, that's one of the, the the most important focus violence. You know, because that's that's not the the option. And and unfortunately, this this criminal organizations, uh, even if you don't want, sooner or later, you're gonna find violence. You know, because yeah. that, that's, that's that's what the nature of the, that, that's the, nature of the, of the territory. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we just want to say thank you, William. Thank you for taking the time today to come to the conference. And thank you for taking the time this evening to uh, to give our listeners insight into, I mean, a life that uh, most people will never experience. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not so bad as uh, they say. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you're, you did your time. You did your time. Man. Hey, let's talk about that. But let's end with this. So, folks, we'll put the link on this on our webpage. Obviously, yep. it'll be on our book list, Son of the Cali Cartel. The Narcos Who Wiped Out, Pablo Escobar and the Medellin Cartel, William Rodriguez Abadia. Did I say the right? Abadia? Yeah. Abadia. 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 Okay. We'll so work. We'll work with him. Yeah, we'll work with you. All right. So, hey, look, thank you for doing this. It's been a long day. I mean, you spoke, and we're here. We've been here for going on <laughs> two and a half hours, man. This Woo. is good stuff. Yeehaw. All right. What We're going to bring this to a close. Definitely where everybody else. Stay tuned for the debrief. I tell you, um, again, we give him credit. Um, of course, I helped him out a little bit. I shared a bottle of wine with him. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't drink because who knows what you'd do if I did. <laughs> well, you did have a you did have a Guinness. Remember, you had a Guinness. I did uh, again. Thank you, Perry. 
Thank you very man, uh, the man that took care of us. But you know what was interesting is, uh, you know, he's trying to make a go of it. He's speaking out. Uh, he's getting involved in some stuff. And I think legitimately in his heart, he wants to do like Mundo. You know, they do want to look at the kids, prevent the kids from getting into this uh, because they got kids, right? But mm-hmm. um, but it is definitely a difference from the privileged lifestyle he grew up in and the money he had and the places he could go to and the things he could do. And you know where he is now. He doesn't have an entourage. He doesn't have bodyguards. He doesn't have all this stuff. He is a, if you saw him hanging out in an airport, speaking of hanging out in airports, we both had stories about that. We didn't tell you about, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, it's just him now. It's no longer the people look at TV and they go, Oh, it'd be great to do this. Yeah. Let's think about that. You're almost killed. Two of your bodyguards are killed. Uh, you're on the run for four years. Uh, even Pablo remember at the end, uh, you weren't there. We understand that. That was the that was narcos. But even at the end, what was Pablo? Shirt, jeans, you know, with one guy, one Sicario left. That yep. was it. Absolutely. So this is, uh, you know, you've heard us say it before. We're true believers in the rule of law here in the United States. Um, according to our system, William Rodriguez uh, surrendered. He was convicted. He did his time. He's off probation now. And he is a resident of the United States. So as much as you, you may condemn him for what he did in the past, he did pay his debt to, decide, to society according to our rules here in the United States. So uh, it's one reason we did bring him on the show here. We hope you got an insight into the Cali cartel. I don't think you got the 100% insight that we'd love for you to have. But I mean, but Mark, again, what's you the name the last the time you were interviewing a suspect and they gave you up everything, 100% of everything? The only time that ever happens, and then you still can't talk about murders. The only time that ever happens is if you're sitting with somebody who's cooperating and their attorney's sitting right next to them and they've signed a proffer that says, everything I'm getting ready to tell you, you cannot use against me. But absent that proffer, if you're like in a case and you're talking to somebody, say, I swear, that's all. And you go, really? Uh, (laughs) Let me tell you, every time they blink, there's a lie coming out, okay? (laughs) That's how many lies come out. (laughs) I I was dealing with one guy said, first of all, we went from I didn't do it, I don't know about it, and 25 burglaries later, it's kind of like, is there anything else? (laughs) If there is, he goes, I just can't remember. (laughs) Uh, That's okay, 25 Uh, or 30, you're still going to prison. So we want to talk. So the other thing, too, is make sure, and Merce holding up the book, he read it, and actually, I will tell you, too. I was impressed. You annotated the hell out of that thing. It's it called Son is. of the Cali Cartel, the Narcos Who Wiped Out Pablo Escobar and the Medellin Cartel by William Rodriguez Abadia. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, and actually, it's kind of funny because Murphy puts along the top of the book, I say not funny because the truth untold by Netflix. Quite frankly, he didn't like the way he was portrayed in Netflix. Well, as we told him, I got news for you. Uh, JP didn't like the way he was portrayed. Connie definitely didn't like the way she was portrayed, uh, as we found out in our patreon.com slash game of crimes. Shameless plug there when we talked about uh, the um, uh, review, the Narcometer season two. So, yeah, he, that's the thing. It's fiction. You know, he did not like it. Now he wants to sue Murph. I think he's got zero chance of winning anything right. against Netflix. I, was, I mean, think about it. They, it's Netflix. Yeah, how many lawyers do they have on their regular payroll that could, can drag this out and bankrupt you? I mean, that's basically what it boils down to. So, um, it's called lawfare. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he 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 has to do what he thinks is right. We're not saying good hey, or bad either way. He can have at it. Um, so, um, so basically, it's start. And you you read the book. I mean, just I I would encourage you to read the book. Get inside the mind. Just remember, it's written from a certain point of view. But but we do want to be just. Uh, 
we do want to thank him. He, he was gracious enough to spend yes. a lot of his time. He actually came back the next day to Murph, signed mm-hmm. books, you know, was there for some other stuff. So we appreciate it. And look, he's a guy that if you did not know anything about him and you just met him out in public, you go, seems like a decent guy. Not very big, mm-hmm. what, five foot six, maybe five foot seven. Mm-hmm. Um, not a big guy. Doesn't look threatening at all. He, he was actually a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Don't forget where he came from. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't, but everybody's got a point of view. But hey, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. So let us know what you think about it. Head on over to Patreon. Uh, head on over to Patreon. <laughs> Been doing too many commercials. Head on over to <laughs> Apple and Spotify. Yes, Apple and Spotify. Hit those five stars. Let us know what you think of it. It really helps. But then head on over to Game of Crimes podcast.com. We've got the link to the book, uh, not only on our site, but to the Amazon site. So uh, check that out. Follow us on social media at Game of Crimes on Twitter, Game of Crimes podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, also do go to patreon.com slash Game Crimes. One thing we forgot to mention in the first part, make sure you go to Game of Crimes fans, our mafia queen who rules with a velvet glove, Sandy Salvato, uh, get in on the hilarity that ensues behind the scenes. We post a lot of good stuff. You and I are getting tagged regularly in posts, and in fact, a couple of them. Like, <laughs> is this what you do? Firearms training in DEA, Murph? You know, yeah, maybe I'm gonna have to catch up on my uh, on my responses here. Yeah, so uh, we do too. We've both been traveling. We'll tell you that story from hell in the next episode. But hey, but but yeah, seriously, guys, uh, Patreon.com/slash Game of Crimes. We got a lot of good stuff. Game of Crimes fans. Uh, just search for that on Facebook, answer a couple questions, get in the ballpark. You'll be admitted to the inner sanctum where hilarity and jocularity ensues. So that's two different words, hilarity and jocularity. Jocker, is that like Jocko Willink? No. No, and it's not, it's not a it's not a uh, athletic supporter either. <laughs> and we're not talking, we're not saying that about you, Jocko, because I don't I don't want that man showing up. I don't want that. He's a big dude, man. <laughs> Uh, no, don't crush don't crush me like Arnold would. So anyway, yeah. hey guys, but we appreciate it. And we really appreciate you guys and, and give us the feedback what you think about the episode. And thank you guys once again for playing the biggest, baddest, most dangerous game of all, as you found out, dangerous, yep. the game of crimes. Yep.